Good afternoon. Go, 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 go. More, 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 more. I got to have this. I got to have that. I know I just got that, but I got to get this. We got to have more. And I hate to yell at all the sales managers in this room. I was in sales for 33 years. And those sales managers, they'd call you up every quarter and say, more, 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 more. I got to have more, 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 more. And they're not evil. They got a boss up there running a business, and it's a lot different. But the fact of the matter is we live in a world that is all about consuming, sucking up, taking in more, quite frankly, never being truly satisfied of where we are or what we've, what we've been given. And it's such a human problem that we have proof that this is inherent to our design. That reading you heard from Ecclesiastes, written by Quahileth, what a name, Quahileth. Why don't you name your next child Quahileth? That'd be a great one, wouldn't it? Quahileth. What are you going to name the child? Quahileth. Everybody look at you like you lost your mind. Well, anyway, I digress. This is, why, this is what we have to be really focused on. That book of Ecclesiastes was written 2,300 years ago. And Quahileth was pointing out at the voice of God, he was pointing out the fact of the matter that we are all about vanity. Everything is a vanity. Everything we build up, we just need more of it. And, and, and we hold it up as such a prize. And so even the humblest thing that we do, sometimes we get caught up in saying, yeah, I'm pretty humble, but man, I did that well, didn't I? We just do that. It's human. And then in the gospel today, Luke tells us a story that Jesus was talking about this this. this this farmer who obviously had a highly productive farm and had had many, many years of good crops, and even though his silos were built on his land, I mean, he couldn't hold all of the bountiful harvest. So he got it in his head, I'll just make more. I'll tear down what has worked for me forever just to build more because then I will have security and I can relax, eat, drink, and be merry. When in fact... God is going to demand his life that night, and all of that work goes to his good-for-nothing kids who haven't worked for one day in their life. And that probably really made him mad. No, I'm just, I made that part up. But the fact of the matter is, all of that work, and he doesn't get to eat, drink, or be merry. He gets to die. And then Christ concludes it with a really important statement. He goes, don't be rich in material things. Be rich in things that are important to God himself. Well, I don't know about you, but I find this balance of life between working hard and being a good provider and taking care of my family and then overdoing it. I mean, I was, kind of, I was in sales and I was kind of good at it. And I loved it. And it made me feel good about myself. And so, you know, sometimes I would just run to that office or run to that sales call Maybe more than I should have, because it's kind of fed me. What God is calling you and I to do today is reminding us that since he created man, this has always been and always will be a problem. But he demands that you and I find balance between, between what is appropriate and what is excessive. And how in the world do we do that? Well, my brothers and sisters, we do that in a thing called a vocation. All of us are called to a vocation. Father was called to the priesthood. I was called to the permanent diaconate. 
We have sisters here that are, uh, uh, that are, vo- that are vowed to uh, the consecrated religious life. And then the majority of us, myself, I have two vocations because I'm really remedial and God needs to give me a lot of help. But anyway, I have the vocation of marriage and I have the vocation of the permanent diaconate. But most of us here are married. And so my brothers and sisters, we find this balance control in the vocation of matrimony. And let me explain that. The most important thing in your life, other than your faith in our God in heaven, is your spouse. The most important thing in your life, other than God in heaven, is your spouse. And when you and I made this vow, all of us did, in a place that looked a lot like this, we vowed to God to live that vocation. But God gave us that vocation to help us. He knew we needed two minds, two opinions. We needed a guy's opinion, and we needed, as John Paul called it, human, a, a female genius. We need the guy's opinion and female genius. And between the two of us, we can find that equilibrium. We can find that balance. But my brothers and sisters, far too many of us allow ourselves to get out of balance in our marriages. There is no such thing as a perfect marriage. It does not exist. The only marriages that exist that are good are ones that are never, ever satisfied and longing always to be better and stronger. How? By taking this example, dying to our will and accepting the will of our spouse or of our marriage. What is good for our family? What is good for my spouse? Because my job is to get my spouse to heaven and hers is to get me to heaven. And I am to help her grow in holiness, and she is to help me grow in holiness. And as we balance decisions against that criteria, brothers and sisters, this is how we find harmony and balance in our life between our primal desire to go, 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 and what is appropriate and temperate. But it's, it just doesn't stop there. I know I have a tendency to upset people when I say this, letters to the bishop, oh my God, but I'm going to do it again. Here comes. Our kids are not our vocation. Our spouses are what we are vowed to. Our children are our calling. Our calling from God to teach them how to become like Him, how to live a life fruitfully, how to have relationships in their life that are beautiful and powerful. We are called to raise those children. They are not our vocation. Our vocation is to our spouse. And so we got to be careful with the excessive more, more, more when it comes to the kids. And how do we usually play that out? I'm guilty. Well, we got to have, uh, you know, the, the daughter's got to go to ballet, got to take piano, and it's got to go swimming, and the son's got to go play lacrosse football and baseball, and then after that, we're going to go over, and he's going to learn how to play chess, and she's going to go over and play Yahtzee. And then, are you kidding me? We're never home. We're always going someplace. We're never around our own family. This is out of balance. And not that sports or all these dancing things isn't great, but it has to be found in moderation. Well, how do you... Do you let the kid choose? Sure. 
But as they keep wanting to do more and more and give up nothing, mom and dad have got to say, no, moderation, moderation. My brothers and sisters, we are vowed to each other through the sacrament of matrimony, and it is the most important focus of our day and needs to be. So I ask you, go home today. Go by yourself, moms and dads, and go into your room without the spouse and ask yourself, how am I doing? Am I too busy at the office? Am I too busy at home? Am I too busy with the kids? Are we doing too much? Am I need to spend more time with him or with her? And then go have a little powwow with your spouse. Brothers and sisters, marriages are meant to be powerfully fruitful. They're, they're, They're filled with wisdom, and they're meant to take us places we've never been before in our life. Let us focus on that vocation. Let us find moderation and balance in the sacrament of matrimony. And then let us go forth and model that marriage to our children who, if you really love your kids and you want them to have good marriages, good relationships, the best thing you can do, you and I can do, is be dedicated to that person you call spouse. For when they see that kind of dying to self, when they see that kind of self-sacrifice, and when they see that kind of self-giving, they'll know what a good relationship is made of. And it all points right there. May God continue to bless you.